0: Hello and welcome to the Muni Oral History Project, where we explore the stories and rich history of the Springfield Municipal Opera over the past 60 years. Stories from the people who have built, experienced, and performed what we'd like to refer to as Muni magic. Sit back and relax and listen to these tales of Broadway under the stars.
1: This is Jacob Potty here with the Muni Story Oral History Project. And I have Jim Leach here with me. How are you doing
2: tonight, Jim? I'm doing great, Jacob. Thank you. It's a privilege to be invited to be a part of this.
1: Well, we are glad to have you. Jim, of course, is um, a host on WMAY, one of the radio stations here in Springfield. But he also is a Muni performer and a Muni board member. Um, So let's just get down to it. Jim, what was your first Muni experience
2: Well, uh, I I have some vague recollections of having been there as a child, to be honest. I don't remember very much about the shows. It was more about getting to run around the grounds, run up and down the the hills and playing with other kids there. Uh, But I really, I guess, became aware of the Muni uh, as an entertainment venue as an adult uh, in the 90s, uh, in the early 2000s. And that's what really led me to really want to be a part of that. I had never had the opportunity to do any Kind of theater in high school, and it was something that uh, that had always interested me. And when I saw the the level of of talent here with local productions, and that it was open to anybody, I, I really wanted to try it. So around two thousand three. Uh, I had actually um, lost a, a bunch of weight at that time. Now, anybody who's seen me recently knows I've found it all again since then. Uh, but at that time, I, I guess I really, for the first time, had the confidence to, uh, to try it. Uh, and so I went ahead and auditioned Not really thinking I would get in because, you know, again, just extraordinary local talent here. And I'm thinking, gosh, with that kind of competition, uh, but nothing ventured, nothing gained. So I tried it. And lo and behold, I got cast in my first show in 2003. And I've uh, been pretty much steadily involved in community theater ever since. And what was that
1: show? Well, that summer, I
2: actually got uh, cast in two shows. It was my first time ever trying out. I wanted to be as uh, amenable as possible, as cooperative as possible. I didn't want to turn anything down. So I said I'd be willing to do more than one show that summer. Uh, And I got cast in two shows. Uh, The first show of the season, which was Titanic, the musical. Uh, And I I knew nothing about the show. And I thought, they're making a musical out of Titanic? It wound up being a, a, a great show show. I absolutely love it. It's one of my all-time favorites. I was also cast that year in The Wizard of Oz to be the captain of the Winky Guards. So... Uh, those were my my first two experiences back to back I got uh, through the production of Titanic immediately moved into rehearsals for Wizard of Oz. It was a very busy summer but I was absolutely hooked. It was just a, a, a wonderful time. I, I immediately made lifelong friends and it was it was really a life-changing experience.
1: So the question I'm sure everybody's wanting to know is did you die in Titanic <laughs>
2: <laughs> the the first of multiple times in productions over the years that i have died sometimes horrifying deaths on stage i have uh, joked at times that i think directors cast me specifically to kill me uh, over the years in shows i have uh, i have been drowned in the atlantic i have been impaled through the throat with an umbrella i've been eaten by a man eating plant i've been tarred and feathered shot in the back of the head I'm missing a few. There, there were a couple of other fatalities I've endured. Oh, I had my throat slit in Sweeney Todd, also. So, uh, I have, I have been killed a lot over the years.
1: Yeah. So, what was your first audition like? Of course, this was towards the end of it, but it was still the cattle call days.
2: It was where you did your audition in front of an auditorium that was filled with the most talented people in Springfield. It was absolutely the best show in town. You could go to auditions. You could spend the day there and watch all of your competition, uh, you know, and I had been performing in in rock bands for years around town. So I had a lot of experience on stage, a lot of experience performing in front of people. I'd been on the radio for a few years. I was no stranger to any of that. It is literally the first time in my life that my knees actually knocked on a stage when I was up doing my uh, initial Muni audition. I did, uh, if I only uh, had a brain, Uh, I wasn't trying to be the scarecrow, I wanted to be the lion that year, so I I did that as my song, but my knees were literally knocking, that's how nervous I was being in front of all those incredibly talented people.
1: Yeah. So then, what are some of your favorite memories or roles from any of those shows, Mm. or any of the shows that you've done at Muni?
2: Sure well you know that uh, uh that that first season again doing Titanic and The Wizard of Oz, I was working with people like Paul Presney uh Leanne Smith, the late Leanne Smith, who was absolutely wonderful and became a, a treasured friend and a great influence on my family uh the next year, I was able to to do big River and um, uh I was cast as the king if people know that show, The King and the Duke are a couple of uh, con men charlatans who uh, connect with with huck finn and join him on his travels uh there is a show stopping number at the end of act one uh, called when the sun goes down in the south and it's a it's a big dance number and uh four-part harmonies and uh i, I still get chills kind of thinking about it because we would do this number it'd be the end of act one and, and the sound coming from the crowd the enthusiasm they had for the performance uh it was just the most exhilarating thing i think i'd uh, i'd ever been been through. And then the next year, I got to play uh, Captain Von Trapp in The in the Sound of Music opposite Monique Davis. Uh, my daughter was one of the Von Trapp children in that show. So that was just a wonderful experience. There, there's just so many. Uh, but I think my, probably my favorite moments are being able to share the stage with one of my children. I've done shows with both of them over the years, one time or another at Muni. Uh, and it has always been just a real joy to, to share that experience with them.
1: Yeah. Um, so what are some of the other roles that you've done? I mean.
2: Oh, gosh, let's see. Uh, over the years, I, uh, I, I played uh, the, the farmer, Andrew Carnes, in Oklahoma, does the farmer and the cowman song. Uh, I was the, the bad guy in Fiddler on the Roof, the, the constable who, uh, you know, was getting ready to run uh, everybody out of Anatevka. Uh, I got to uh, play Sheriff Earl, the, the strong, silent type in All Shook Up. Uh, Mr. Mushnick in Little Shop of Horrors, one of the, the many onstage fatalities I, I've endured over the years. Uh, I got to be uh, Drake in Annie, the butler. Uh, and I, 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 I joked at the time, my mom always said that as a journalist, I wasn't fit to carry John O'Connor's coat. But I got to for that entire show uh, playing Drake and Annie. So, uh, you know, over the years, just so many uh, parts and, and so much fun doing it so uh, so many great friendships that i've made and just uh, like like i said just exhilarating moments you just feed off the energy of the crowd and the, the crowd is always so wonderful at muni they're always so receptive and appreciative it just it, it's an unequaled experience for a performer
1: yeah so from the audience of course you've seen a ton of shows um what are some of those moments that you're just like enraptured from out in the audience like from shows you weren't involved
2: in oh gosh um boy that that really puts me on the spot because there have been so so many uh over the years uh i i think back to legally blonde a couple of years back and one of my daughter's dear friend zoe zara uh, played L, and I've known Zoe for years and years and years. But she just, you know, blossomed and came into her own in that show. It was so exciting to watch, uh, you know, visually. Uh, the some of the things that I've seen, you know, Evita was a, a stunning show in terms of costume and and the the set design and things. Um, uh, the the productions of Peter Pan that I've seen over the years, I got to be in one, but I've seen others that were were just wonderful um just some of the shows off the top of my head that that stand out uh seeing aida and this has been a number of years ago maybe 15 years ago but that was a show that just took my breath away with the the caliber of the performances uh, that were in there uh when muni did rent a few years back a little bit off the beaten path for muni uh but it was just a a stellar production just top-notch performances I mean, I could go on for hours about the the shows that I've seen out there where I have thought about it and thought that that rivals any touring production I've seen, any professional uh, company of uh, of artists coming into town, what we're doing with our local talent here, not just in terms of the acting, the singing, the dancing, but the set design, the lighting design. It just, um, it it is remarkable what we do with uh, a, a local cast and crew and the quality of entertainment that gets put on year after year after year at the Muni.
1: Yeah. So then one of the phrases that we use a lot in the theater world is the show must go on. (laughs) And for this, I'm phrasing it as things that just totally go wrong. So wardrobe malfunctions, sets falling down or apart, choreography mishaps, tripping on stage, flood lines. Does anything come to mind?
2: Well well they say you're not really a muni performer until one of two things have happened you either swallow a bug on stage which so far knockwood I haven't done uh, but I did do the other thing and it was my very f- first show Titanic uh, where uh, the part that I was cast in I was one of the uh, the millionaires on the ship but they also doubled those roles to have you play uh, a third class character so there's a song called Ladies' Maid where the third class uh, passengers are all talking about their hopes and dreams for America and I have a solo downstage where I, I go down uh, right to the edge of the stage. I sing my lines, I go back and sit down and then realize my fly had been open the entire time. Um, now, fortunately, the way I was standing, I'm reasonably certain that I wasn't showing off uh, anything that uh, shouldn't have been seen, uh, but it, uh, it was a very early reminder. And to this day, I have never stood in the wings waiting for my cue to go on without first checking my fly to make sure. So, yeah.
1: Anything else come to mind, or have you been pretty lucky?
2: Well, you know, uh, I, I feel like I, I've been, you know, very lucky not being in the middle of mishaps. So the most distracting thing that probably has ever happened to me on stage didn't actually happen to me, but in Wizard, or excuse me, in The Sound of Music, when I was playing Captain Von Trapp and my daughter, Lindsay, was one of the Von Trapp children, and there's a scene where uh, it, it's the So Long, Farewell off Wiedersehen, and the children are all there, and, and they're lined up uh, at the, the, the top of the stairs on the balcony balcony i'm down on the stage but i'm looking up and i see an enormous june bug just hit her right in the face and just kind of land there uh and she doesn't break character but i know how Badly, She's got to be freaking out inside. And I, I so badly wanted to run up, get that bug off of her and help her. But you can't do it. You, you can't break character. You have to just stay calm. Uh, but that was really distracting because I'm trying to think of what my next line is, what I have to do next. And on all the while, I'm thinking about her and what she has to be going through. But uh, but bless her heart. She didn't break character at all. She was a complete trooper. And um, uh, and so we got through it. But that was, that was very un- unsettling for me.
1: Yeah. So then before we get on to the Muni Magic and Muni Family questions, I'll ask, uh-huh. when did you um, get on the board?
2: Uh, I uh, began serving on the board for- Five years ago, uh, my my late wife had been on the board uh, and was still serving on it when she passed away, uh, and and after after she did, then I was asked if uh, if I would like to be on, and I desperately wanted to, really to kind of. Pay tribute to her and her involvement in the muni uh this does kind of tie into the the whole concept of muni family but um it, it meant a lot to me to be able to follow in her footsteps on that and so i i did join the board and served for a couple of years and uh then was asked to consider uh, becoming the muni board president uh which i did uh fortunately gotcha. in the season just before the pandemic i'm not sure how i would have handled it if i had had to make some of the decisions that the board ha- has had to make uh, during these pandemic years. But I was uh, I had the great good fortune of being the president of the board during that season prior to the pandemic. Uh, And we had just a a, a wonderful year, a great uh, opportunity to uh, put on some wonderful shows, a a tremendous group of people on the board and the volunteers uh, who uh, make it all possible. So uh, it was a, a real Uh, a real fulfilling experience for me. And like I said, I, I felt like I was able to, to honor my late wife's legacy, do her proud and to, to do something else to help an organization that has meant so much to me and my family.
1: Yeah. One of the phrases that we use a lot is meaning magic. And that means so many things to different people um but a lot of people say that it's just the special effects because we do a big out at muni so peter pan flying in into the nursery or it can just mean being out on a hot summer night sometimes in a heat advisory but you're caught up in a wonderful story what does muni magic mean to you
2: you know, to me, it's every time you, you step on those grounds on a show night, and it, it, it's sort of like stepping back in time a little bit. Uh, it is a, a simpler time where it's families together, kids are running around playing, you're you're tearing into a muni dog, uh, you're sitting back, you're kind of forgetting everything else that's going on in the world, and you're just getting immersed in what's happening, whether you're uh, watching 1930s New York City, or the, uh, uh, the 1908 in Oklahoma or uh, seeing a group of bohemians uh, in rent or you're going to Never Never Land. You are just transported to a different place. Uh, and, and I think that's true You know, before the show when you're, you're seeing friends out in the audience, you're enjoying a beverage, you're settling into your seat. And, and it's so true during the show. Uh, there is just something magical and enduring and timeless Timeless about the entire experience, Uh, you know, and I, I I feel like I've lived my whole life in Springfield. I just don't know if there are things like this that are uh, comparable in other communities of of this size. But to me, it is such a, a treasure. To, uh, to have it in Springfield and to have that experience available uh, for, for so many nights over a summer. Uh, and just what a, a wonderful opportunity for the community to come together in support of the arts and to uh, reconnect with friends and just to, to get away from it all and, and just enjoy a, a wonderful evening of entertainment.
1: Yeah. So then the next question I know is really going to be special to you. Um, but Muni family is a phrase that we use a lot. And to some people, that's literally a family doing a show together. Others that maybe aren't from theatrical families like you are, it's just those lifelong friends that you make. What does Muni family mean to you? And if you want to kind of branch out on that and talk about Lisa's involvement, go
2: right ahead. Yeah, well, and that really, you know, is the first thing that I do think of personally from Muni family. And, you know, and you're right, I think for a lot of people, it's the very tight knit friendships, friendships mm-hmm. that they make and the the connections that they have that that endure. For decades, uh, And I certainly have had my share of that too, but it is literally the fact that uh, this was something that, that brought my whole family together, my wife and our two kids. I was the, the first to get cast as a performer. Uh, and then uh, Lindsay, my oldest got cast in a show a couple of years later. And a couple of years after that, uh, my uh, younger child, Dylan did as well. And we've had, you know, opportunities to be on stage together. My late wife, Lisa uh, was not uh, somebody who wanted to be on stage. She had a beautiful singing voice uh, and um, it was was absolutely a wonder to behold, but also had terrible stage fright. She just wanted no part of that aspect of it, but she also wanted to be involved. She wanted to support her husband and her children, Uh, and so she found her niche in in the backstage uh, portion of it uh, and then ultimately in concessions and ran the concession stand for several years and served on the board in that role uh, and became every bit as much a part of the Muni family as anybody who had ever set foot on the Muni stage, and she was embraced and welcomed and also made lifelong friendships there and when she uh, passed away suddenly a few years back uh, the outpouring of support from the muni community was um, just absolutely essential for for all of us to to get through that that horrible time Uh, members of the muni board came and and served us dinner at the uh, memorial Uh, luncheon that we had for her after her funeral. Uh, And they did that because she had served so many people in the concession stand over the years. That was their way of paying tribute to her. And they gave her a a posthumous award at the Muni banquet uh, later that year uh, in the the recognition of her service and her involvement in the Muni and that she was viewed as much an important part of that Muni community as any performer was. It just meant uh, the world to us. And we have uh, continued uh, to rely on those connections at Muni for a few years. My daughter and her husband were the caretakers out of the Muni side. They actually lived on site with their two children. And, uh, and I just have these great memories of uh, my grandchildren uh, spending that summer watching these shows and just becoming enraptured by it. I was over watching my grandson, Aiden, who at the time was about three years old, and I could hear him saying something. I wasn't quite sure what he was saying. I got a little bit closer to lean in to hear him. And he's just singing to himself, Peron, Peron. Because that was the summer of Evita, and that was something they sing repeatedly through the show. It was just you know embedded in his mind, uh, and that was just a magical thing. And again, it just it just shows you the impact that the shows and the music have uh, when, when people get to uh, to see them. Uh, I have since remarried, and my wife uh, now is a, a theater person. But we actually uh, started dating uh, after the the last. Full season Muni had before the pandemic, after the 2019 season, so we haven't had that shared experience as a couple yet, but we're very much looking forward to that and keeping that family tradition going, and it might be just in the audience, or it might be on stage, or it might be both. We'll see.
1: Yeah, so then the next question I have is, um, <clears throat> who are some of the special people that you worked with? Some people don't want to name specific people because they're afraid they'll forget somebody, <laughs> And then other people just want to focus on those that have left uh, left us. However, you want to capture. that. Right ahead.
2: Gosh, um, you know, and I'm in the same boat. And I, I certainly hope that anybody uh, listening to this uh, doesn't take offense if I if I don't mention uh, someone because there's just so many wonderful people uh, that you get the chance to work with. You know, one person I, I have to mention is, again is Leanne Smith. Uh, she was one of the first people to ever cast me in a show. Uh, she was um, just one of the warmest, nicest, funniest people you'd ever hope to meet, the voice of an angel. And uh, not only did we wind up uh, working with Leanne in shows, but she actually became my my kids' voice teacher. we take them to her for voice lessons weekly, and she uh, brought so much out of them and instilled so much confidence in them. Uh, The legacy that she left, she actually passed away just a few months before my wife did, Um, but she has left a legacy of so many Young performers who found their gift thanks to her encouragement and her support and her expertise Uh, and it's one of those people where you you can't imagine your life without them having been in it that's how big an impact uh, she had on our family. Uh, you know and and gosh, over the years um you know, well I, I, another one who again sadly left us far too soon, Marge Roth, who was a a costumer, one of the nicest people you would ever hope to meet, a tremendous sense of humor she uh would uh, Be uh, so understanding, no matter how frazzled she might get on an opening night, there's a million and one different tweaks and uh, adjustments to costumes that have to be made, she would always maintain a great sense of humor. uh, And I I miss her uh, terribly. Uh, and then over the years, you know, people like uh, like Mary Myers, if you see Mary in the pit, you know you're going to have a great show. You know that it's just going to be uh, a wonderful performance. Uh, and now and now here we go again, where now my mind is racing and reeling. There are so many uh, others that I could uh, point to. I, I hope that everybody uh, that I have worked with on stage knows how much I appreciate them, because I don't think I've ever seen anybody in a muni- production muni- who gave less than everything they had and then gave a little bit more on top of that uh, to try to make it as good a production as it could be. I have been so fortunate to work with such extraordinarily talented actors and directors and technical crew and backstage people and makeup and and hair and and all of it uh and you know you you come in and the, the people who get to be on stage we get to go out and have the curtain call and take our bows and things while there are so many people who toil relentlessly in that summer heat in, a, in an outdoor theater uh and and don't ever get those curtain calls and i i would give them a standing ovation right now if i were in a you know position to be seen to do that but um, I hope they that I have been able to communicate to them over the years how much I've appreciated everything they've done to make us all look good and to make the Muni such a, a memorable experience for the whole community.
1: Yeah, so then the last question I have is the deep one, but so important nonetheless,
2: is what makes Muni special? Hmm. You know, I, I think it is, uh, at least for me, uh, it's the idea that this exists as a way for people right here in this community to have a chance to uh, express themselves in, in a way that otherwise might not be available to them. For me, it was as a performer. I um, I didn't realize until I started doing it how much I really enjoy getting on stage in this way, inhabiting a character, entertaining people in that way, uh, being able to bring uh, that bit of of joy or escapism into uh, the world of an audience. Uh, and, And that's something that's really meaningful for me. And this is what opened the door to that for me and gave me the opportunity to do that. For other people, they express their creativity again through costume design or through makeup or through the choreography they put together for a show. Uh, And it's, it's a chance for people in this community to be a part of something that is of enormous quality that you can be so proud of that you know, not only is, is making an audience happy, but it's really something the community can be proud of. It really enhances the quality of life in our community. It is a point of pride in Springfield to say, this is something we have to offer when you come to our community we can provide this to you and give you this kind of an experience um, uh, that I think is is really unique for a community of this size. So uh, that that to me is what uh, is really special about it, is that it just opens those doors of opportunity and possibility for everybody in the community, regardless of your background, regardless of whether you've ever done it before uh, or you have all the experience in the world. Everybody has a chance to participate and be part of it and, and, and help to create something truly special and memorable.
1: Well, thank you so much Jim for sharing your mini story with us.
2: Jacob, it is a pleasure and a thrill I am as I said uh, from, from the very first day I auditioned, I thought, could, could I ever count myself among the people who make this Muni magic? And for nearly 20 years, I've been able to, and it has been uh, a, a wonderful thing in my life and in my family's lives to be able to be a part of it and, and equally wonderful to be able to be a part of this and part of the, uh, the many uh, remarkable people who have helped to tell the Muni story. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you so much. And you have a good rest of your evening.
2: Thanks. Take care now.
0: Thank you for listening to the Muni Oral History Project. This is an ongoing effort to capture the memories and stories of the Springfield Municipal Opera. If you have pictures, videos, or stories you'd like to contribute to this effort, please email history at Muni.org. Your hosts have been Jacob Potty and Craig McFarland. Production assistance by Vanessa Ferguson and Jeremy Geckner. Special thank you to the Muni Board of Managers and the Muni Board of Trustees for their support in this effort. And thank you to all the Muni family who continue to help us create magic every summer.